Welcome back to the latest episode of the 5 Foot 5 and Growing Podcast. This is Christine. How's everybody doing today? Well, today is Mardi Gras, Tuesday, February 25th. And we are almost two months into 2020. It has been an interesting almost two months. We lost Kobe. I mean, that's really, that's, that's been a big one. Uh, so much going on in the world. The, the fires in Australia and the coronavirus and, whew, Lord, it's a lot. It is a lot. So I've been doing a lot of thinking, um, trying to figure out um, how I need to go about this whole journey, this whole process of change and growing and doing better. Uh, Podcast disclaimer, you're going to hear a cat in the background. That's Bear. Bear wants to cuddle because it's almost bedtime. So he's being a little bothersome. So if you hear meows, I'm sorry. It's the second member of the podcast. So I've been doing some thinking lately. Um, I had to see the doctor last week. Uh, just a follow-up for my blood work that I had back in November. Um, check up on my blood sugars, my cholesterol, all that good stuff. All the stuff that you um, have to get to make sure you're okay. Especially now that I'm 40. Uh, I was going to do an episode last week, but I wanted to wait until my test results came back. Uh, They're not good. Uh, I had blood work done before my procedure in December. And they checked my A1C and a few other things. And my A1C was 7. That was November. It's still 7. Not too pleased about that. Uh, They checked my cholesterol. They checked... uh, Was it cholesterol? Glucose? They did a urine sample... I know they checked for something else, and I cannot remember at this current moment. And, of course, I don't remember right now, because that's what always happens. As soon as I get on this microphone, I forget things. Anywho, uh, yeah, my numbers aren't as good as I would have liked them to be. I really thought I was doing a little bit better than that, but... One of the numbers that concern me the most, uh, besides the glucose, is my triglycerides. Uh, I've never had high cholesterol. I've never had high triglycerides before. So that was a little disconcerting. And if my iPad here cooperates, because I'm all about full transparency. Uh, Do, 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 do. I'm just going to throw out these numbers. So, like I said, the A1C was 7. Uh, actually, you know what? Shout out to St. Joseph's Hospital because they really give you a breakdown. So, 
the five times I've had my A1C done since March of 2017. March 29th, the first day I ever had it done here in Syracuse, actually. Uh, I passed out at work. Came back from lunch, went to the copier, made a copy, and next thing I know, true. So they did a bunch of tests. They sent me to the hospital. Well, I went to the urgent care. Urgent care did the EKG. EKG came back abnormal. And they took me in an ambulance, first time of doing that, to the hospital where I sat in the ICU for a while. Uh, And then they admitted me overnight, which was scary and terrifying. Um, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me still because none of my blood work came back crazy off. But the A1C that they did back in March of 2017, my A1C was 6.2. And then April 4th of last year, I felt faint again and I had a headache. It's really weak, like, like somebody drugged me. So I went to urgent care. They did blood work again. My A1C was 8. It's highest it's ever been. And then July, I saw the doctor again. July 18th, it was 7.1. I saw the doctor again for my pre-op, for my surgery. Actually, the July 18th was pre-op too for my other surgery, for my first surgery. And then when I came in on the 15th of November for my second pre-op, it was 7.1. And now, February 19th, it's 7. It's plain old 7. So, I guess in my own little defense, um, it's it's gone down from that 8 from last April. But that's still not great. Uh, let me see the lipid panel. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, my lipid panel. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I was bugging. Oh, the timeout. I just, oh, no, no, I wasn't. Okay, sorry. So they did a lipid panel. Um, I still got the same range from 2017 to 2019. They've only done the lipid panel three times, which, okay. Um, my cholesterol in 2017 was 211. Not surprised. Uh, then July of last year, before my first surgery, July 18th, my cholesterol was 193, which was normal. And then my cholesterol they just did last week on the 19th of February was 196. So that's not bad. My HDL, which is the good cholesterol, um, is actually low. It's 35 in February. And then my LDL, actually my LDL went down. Wow. My LDL was 131, which is high, in July of last year. And now it's 119. But here's the kicker. Uh, 2017, my triglycerides were 178. And then when I had them done before my surgery in July, they were at 113. Progress. February of 2020, last week, 2.10. I don't know what I ate. Because I 
speechless. They've never been that high. Never, ever, 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 ever been that high. I don't know what I did. Like, at all. And I was trying to think, like, what did I eat for dinner before? Like, there was a lady at work that was moving to another department. And we went to the neighborhood little sports bar. I had chicken tenders and fries, and I didn't even eat them all. So I'm like, was that the reason? I'm like, oh. So that triglyceride number, that one hurt my soul because that's never been high. And all my wings and such over my lifetime, it's never been that high. So that kind of threw me. Um, The most important number besides the triglycerides is my glucose. Oops. And if I can get this iPad to work properly. Uh, Where did it go? There we go. And I was fasting for these blood results, too. So, my glucose was 139 last week, which is not atrocious. It's not the highest it's ever been, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, it's definitely not the highest it's ever been. But I need to get that down. And I take my metformin every day. Uh, All my other numbers were normal, though. Just the glucose. Uh, Actually, that's not true. Whatever the BUN creatine ratio, that one's actually really low. I need to Google that to find out what that is. But other than the glucose and the triglycerides, those are my two high ones. And that, um, I guess, I won't say scared me, but it was a little bit of a a punch. Not a gut punch, but just a punch. I didn't think I was doing that poorly um, to get those kind of numbers, especially since I was taking my medications every day. I didn't think I was eating atrociously, but I guess I was wrong. So, like I said, it got me thinking. So, um, like I said before, I haven't gone to the gym in 2020 just yet. Uh, January, I wasn't going with everybody else starting their New Year's resolutions. I don't like people enough to be in there with a crowded gym. So I was like, February, definitely February. And then February rolled around, and I really didn't have the motivation to go at all. Um, But seeing these test results, I got to do something. I can't, can't keep, can't keep doing the same stuff. Like... I just can't. I can't keep doing it. You know, when you're eating like glazed croissants for breakfast, although they are so good. Whew. But I can't do that. That's sugar on sugar on sugar. So this week, uh, I made up my mind. No more 
no more anything really. Uh, I've had my smoothies for breakfast. I had oatmeal for lunch. I had a banana banana for a mid-morning snack. Uh, I had some raisins and, and then chicken thighs for dinner. Uh, tonight I had a sandwich for dinner. I feel better. It's only been a couple days, but I feel a little bit better. I'm not sure if that's just a change in the mindset or what. I haven't had any energy drinks. I haven't had any tea. Um, I don't even think I had a soda. Caffeine? No, I don't think I had any caffeine. So, um, you know, you see online, this is, you know, don't tell people your plans or something like that. You know, stay low and build. And usually I agree with that, but, um, I kind of can't do that with a podcast because that kind of defeats the purpose. So if I don't share anything, there's nothing to listen to. So here's what I'm thinking. Today is Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, the day before Lent. For those who don't know, uh, the abridged, shortened version is... Jesus was out there in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. When he came back, uh, people was bullshitting. And the next thing you know, they crucified him and Good Friday. And then he wakes up a couple days later, Easter. Yay. Um, Like I said, that's the short, short abridged version. For some reason, um, I've really been thinking about this, about Lent. I'm not Catholic, and I guess it's not only a Catholic thing, but um, it's more a a Christian thing. But then I saw something about Jewish people, and I was like, I didn't think they did that. Um, I find it curious. I, I feel called to this. I don't know why. Like, I honestly don't. We never celebrated Lent in my household, even though my mom's like, you know, tight with Jesus. Um, I didn't learn about Lent until I went to college and my friends were Catholic and they went to Mass on Ash Wednesday and they came back with a little uh, ash smudge, although I saw that growing up, but I never just put two and two together, but, you know, when I finally got the, this whole story of it, it made a little bit more sense, um, but I never, we never participated, and I've worked in offices, and, you know, people talking about stuff that they were giving up for Lent as their sacrifice, so to speak, so it was always, like, chocolate or sweets, or stuff like that, um, and I would always, like, you know, try to feel included, and I would make a joke, and be like, oh, I'm giving up sex, um, the older ladies in the office found that funny, I didn't, I really didn't, anywho, um, but I've never, I've never really tried to give up something for that period of time, like, deliberately for religious reasons, 
I think I want to try this year. Something about fasting's been on my heart. I cannot do that. Um, I wish I could, but the way my blood sugars are set up, I don't want to die. So, uh, and for me to take my metformin every day, I got to take it with food. So, I can't fast. At least not for an extended period of time. I don't know how Jesus did it. Like, I just feel like... 40 days, bro. I feel like you would have died. Like, I know you're God's only son and all, but 40 days? Um, I want to sacrifice something. I feel like that's one of the big things um, that I haven't done. Like, I haven't been consistent with much in my life. You know, I'll do well for a couple of days and then, you know, fall off the bandwagon. That's been my MO. Or something comes up and I kind of, like, poo-poo my idea to the side and then try to get back on the wagon. And it never quite works out that way. But I really want to do this. A couple years ago... um, When I moved from Atlanta back home, a friend of mine that I made in Atlanta, shout out to B, she was getting married in September of 2016. So it was like six months after I'd left. Uh, Roundabout, yeah. And um, I wanted to lose a few pounds before the wedding. And I was getting up before work to go to work out. So the month of August, her wedding was September 23rd. Um, So the month of August, I decided to be vegan. I wasn't going to eat any meat for 30 days. I actually did pretty good. I did pretty good. Uh, My only, I guess, quote-unquote slip-up was my birthday. Uh, I really wanted steak. I really wanted steak. But... We went to Texas Roadhouse, and I just got shrimp. That was my that was my sacrifice. That was my compromise, so to speak. So I just got like the grilled shrimp and like a baked potato. That's the last time I've done something consistently. I think somewhere in that thirty days, I went to Popeyes, and I was like, "Can I just get two biscuits?" And the lady was like, "You don't want no chicken, sweetie?" And I was like. No, ma'am. I just want two biscuits and a, and a and a tea. She's like, okay. That was my like one, you know. I guess slip up, slip up, slip up. I don't know if I want to try that again or do something different. What I was thinking in my head is to give up everything. No ice cream. No caffeine, no fried foods, no sweets, no soda, no tea, no juice, just water and water. (laughs) Like if I could do that for 40 days, 
That would be dope, wouldn't it? 40 days with none of those things. And then my brain was like, but you know, the one thing that happens in March that you love is the NCAA tournament. And I don't know if I have the willpower to sit in a sports bar and watch all those basketball games that those first two days and not indulge in something on that list. But I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Because by that time, it's like, what, March 19th, I believe, is when the tournament starts. So if I could start tomorrow, February 26th, to March 19th, that's 22 days or 23 days. That's pretty good. If I could go 23 days and then have a small hiccup. Uh, or I guess uh, an out. I don't know. I think I might be all right. But I don't know. That just sounds real Beyonce homecoming-ish. Like no soda. Juice. Tea. And by tea, I mean like a Snapple or a Lipton or like a pre-made tea, not like a sore throat, honey, ginger tea. Those are allowed. Uh, If I had no soda, no fried foods, what did I say? No soda, juice, tea, no fried foods, no sweets, no, no sugar, no additional sugar added, no fried fruits, no sweets, no sugar, uh, no cereal. Am I missing something? I feel like I said something else. I don't think I could give up meat. I feel like that's pushing it. But I will. I will follow the Lent schedule where it's uh, Ash Wednesday, there's no meat. So you can eat fish only. So if I do fish on Wednesday, tomorrow, and then fish on Friday, on Fridays during Lent, and I can't be fried fish. Ooh, because I said no fried foods. Damn. Huh. All right, so we have to think about that one. No fried fish either. Damn. Mm, I might be tough. You know, when you start to talk things out. But like I said, I feel called to this. Because. uh, We'll go slightly religious. Like. Sacrifice is a big thing. Let me just let me just take a deep dive to the left real quick here. Yesterday, 224, was Kobe's memorial service. Now, I'm not going to go too, too deep, because I'm not about to cry. But one of the things um, they showed, I watched, well, disclaimer, so I was at work during the whole memorial service, and I started watching when I was on my lunch break, and then I just kind of propped my phone 
and angled it away where people couldn't see it, but I could kind of like see a little bit of the screen, but I could still hear it. Um, although I did watch when Beyonce performed. I wasn't missing that. So glad she came out there first. Anywho, um, I watched the coverage on BET. And before the service started, they had Jamel Hill and Mark Lamont Hill um, just kind of like talking about Kobe and his legacy. And they shared clips from a, a interview that he did back in 2015 with Jamel Hill during the BET um, BET weekend in LA. Kobe talked about like his childhood was kind of isolated because he was like the only black kid in Italy and because his pops played professional basketball in Italy when he was little uh, before they moved back to Philly. And he talked about like being isolated and basketball was kind of like his, he put his all into basketball and then that isolation, it was like a gift and a curse because he was so isolated. He poured himself into basketball and that's it. But because of that isolation, his ability to be a really good teammate wasn't the greatest because he was alone so much and that that little bit resonated with me because um, most of my adult life I've spent by myself Uh, famously a few years ago um, my aunt we have this running joke um, between my mom my aunt well me my aunt my brother my mom had this running joke when I was a little kid there's a story within a story so uh, my mom's family is from a small small town in Alabama near Selma or not well about 30 miles um, northwest of Selma Alabama and G's um, Bend Alabama's like blink and you miss it. Like no there's no there's no traffic lights kinda town or if you call it a town, maybe. Dirt roads and such. So the big thing when I was a kid, or still, is whenever we would go to Selma was like an event. Cause that was the only like I called it civilization because they had Burger King and McDonald's and a Walmart and all this stuff. And where my mom was from, there was there was a, a little store, a general store and a post office. And that was it. Like, that was it. And the little general store didn't carry everything. And you had to go like 15 miles to get gas is is rural. As rural as rural can be. Cotton fields and horses and cows. Anywho. So, you know, whenever we went down south for Christmas or 4th of July for our family reunion, we always had to take a trip or two to Selma, which I was like, yes, I will take this long ride and go. So every time we went with my Aunt Frances, she'd be like, Chris, you want to stop at McDonald's? And I'm like, yes. 
you know, I'm a city kid. McDonald's is like everything to me. So, you know, the few little dollars I had, I go in there and I go, okay, Aunt Francis, do you want anything? It's my treat. No, no, I'm fine. You know, we're going to get your food and we're going to head back. Okay. All right. Sure. I got it. No, no, no. Go ahead. And every time I'd come back to the car with my little nuggets and she'd go, Chris, you're not even going to let me get one. And I would be like, Francis, I asked you, did you want anything? I was going to buy you something. Now you want me to share? No, I'm not going to share. And that was always a running joke because my brother, she would do that. My brother would do the same thing. So if he went and I didn't go or the times, you know, the two of them would go or like the older cousins would all go and leave my younger self behind. And the same thing would happen. It was like a, me and my brother's like bonding. Anywho, long story short, a few years had passed. My brother went off to the Navy and so on and so forth and we do this trip again and my aunt was like how come you don't like to share and you know do all this other stuff with us and I said because I'm by myself so much like I eat alone I sleep alone you know I go to bed alone like I'm alone once you get used to it it becomes a preference because now you don't know how to interact with people and you long for that aloneness so that's been my life for most of my all of my adult life for the most part even well I had roommates in the beginning and now I live with my mom but I love nothing more than to isolate myself from people it gives me like a, a some twisted pleasure I don't know how to describe it but it does but when I heard that little snippet to bring it back when I heard that snippet from that interview from Kobe when he said he poured he sacrificed all these things and just poured everything into basketball something clicked in my head because I'm like if I'm spending all this time by myself if I'm sacrificing relationships, if I'm sacrificing time with people that I care about, like genuinely, um, it's not like I'm at work and I'm ignoring my coworkers. That's one thing, but you know, the people I love or my friends or my family, if I'm spending so much time alone, why am I not like using that sacrifice or that time to pour into something like to use the power for good instead of evil? So that was one thing that the Kobe memorial service kind of spoke to me about. And that ties into this whole Lent thing, or Lent idea I have. I think I said it before. Sports and stuff kind of came easy to me when I was a kid. You know, I, it didn't take a ton of time to get it. So, you know, with the whole, like, thousand shots in the gym, whatever, whatever. I did that because it was fun. But 
for me to get something, it didn't take very long. So I never really had to like pour into pour into sports, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I know this sounds really strange, but like, I didn't have to do a ton to be good. And that's where I left it. I probably could have been great had I actually worked harder, but it didn't occur to me that I, I won't say that I could be great, but kind of. Because what my level of good was pretty good. Like if I'm doing this and I didn't put a ton into it. You know I'll just write it here. And that's kind of been my MO for the most part. I don't put a ton. um, I don't put a ton of effort into things. Because things you know, either come relatively easy or, well, three things. They either come relatively easy, I ignore them, and I don't even try, because I know it's going to be hard. So that's really my MO. Or when it's something like work-related or trying to fix something. Um, I read this quote from Albert Einstein, it said, it's not that I'm smarter than anyone else, it's just that I stick with problems longer. And I think he meant that in a math sense, you know, trying to figure out a math problem. But I took it, like, literal. Like, when I can't under, when something doesn't come easy, or something I can't figure out, something at work, And I guess, you know, some see it as a flaw, but I don't ask questions. I try to figure it out. I will sit there and take the time to try to figure it out because that's more pleasurable, I guess, or I like that more because then, like, someone didn't tell it to me. It was, I gave myself an opportunity to trust it. I don't use that that part of me in working out weight loss. I do the, oh, it's too hard, I'm not even going to try. That's usually my MO. Like, people are trying to get me to do keto, and I'm like, dog, I can't. (laughs) Like, it sounds, whatever, I bought a book on it. I read, like, half a page it just, it sounds, it, it, it sounds hard. I'm not even going to lie. It just sounds hard. Like counting macros. And I'm like, I don't even, that feels like too much work. Like it, it just feels like too much work. And that's a cop out maybe, or that's a poor excuse on my part. I'll own it, but it just, it just sounds like too much work. I don't know why, but it just does. Like, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. Okay, great. But when it's, you know, you got to do this to this. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to go through all that. It just sounds like a lot. 
I'm much I feel like I'm much better off if you just say don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. Cause those are like hard like defined terms. Like that's I think that's one of the reasons why I've never done Weight Watchers besides the cost. Because it's like you get two points for this and you get five points for this. I feel like I don't trust myself to actually like not cheat the system somehow. Because it was like you could eat whatever you want. You know, you just got to adjust your points accordingly. So I know, I know I would fudge it somehow where I would like use like 10 points on a steak and like fries and then just try to like drink water and eat grapefruit for the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Like to try to make up my points. I'd much rather like focus on trying to eat better because like, like it's not like I don't know what to eat. I just don't eat it because my favorite foods, the foods that I go to all the time are the ones that you can eat, but you have to eat in moderation. I don't do moderation. So that's the problem. If I could figure out a way to cut those foods out or down for X amount of time and kind of teach myself, I feel like that would be a better way of going about it. Like, it's, I never um, smoked, but, you know, there's people that are like, oh, you know, they did the, the patch or the gum and kind of weaned their, themselves off of it. And then you got to be able to go cold turkey. I feel like the way I'm set up, cold turkey is probably the only way to go. Because if I try to, like... I'm only going to eat four wings. <laughs> I'm only going to have a small fry. Like, I don't know if... I don't... I don't know if I'm built that way just yet. I have to build to that. And I feel like if I cut it out and introduce it back in slowly, that might work better than me waning it down. Because I don't trust myself. Hi, Bear. I don't trust myself to to wane myself down properly. And maybe that's a, a me problem, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it. So there's 40 days, 40 nights. So Easter is April 12th, I believe. Uh, let me just double check on the Google. So Lent starts tomorrow, Wednesday, February 26th. Oh, my bad. And it ends Thursday, April 9th. Oh, so you don't even have to go to Easter. It stops Good Friday. Okay, cool. Alrighty. So 40 days, 40 nights. If Jesus could do it, right? Um... No soda, no juice, no tea, or sweet teas. No sweets, 
No chocolates. No candy. Uh, no sugar. No cereal. Oh, that was it. No ice cream. No ice cream or ice cream-like substances such as sorbet or sherbet. Because that's sugar. Uh, sherbet. Uh, and then no meat. No meat on Fridays. So I had to Google all of this. Because I wanted to see, like, from the Catholic perspective, without calling my friends, um, like, why they don't eat meat on Fridays. Um, I think it was, like, something about because fish are cold-blooded animals, you could eat them. I found that interesting. I see, this is why diversity matters. Because that was really interesting. I would have never thought of that. I know there's also fasting and prayers that go along with it. Um, I think I, I have a small little journal book. I think I might do a daily prayer and write it down. Because um, I'm going to need it. <laughs> I'm going to need it desperately to get through this. Um, I was Like I said, I was going to post about it. Uh, online, but you know, real G's move in silence, right? So I put it on here for all 15 people who listen to the podcast. I think I can do this. I really think I could do this. And I'm like I said, by not telling anybody, I think that might actually help me because I don't have to worry about like, ooh, are you supposed to eat that or you're not supposed to eat that. That makes it kind of worse. Or even the, you know, oh, it's okay, you can let it slide, blah, blah. Because I feel like somebody might be able to give me an out. Going to the movies might be tough, though. Because I usually get a... I usually get an icy... Sorry for yawning. I'm tired. Um, So yeah, that's going to be tough. No ices. Because that counts as soda. Or sugar. Snags. So I guess we're going to be drinking water at the movie theater. Oh, unless I could get a tea. Like just a regular tea with honey. That might be pushing it though. Um... I think I'm going to do a food tracker. If I can muster up the energy before I go to bed here now that it's 10 o'clock. I'm just going to get some sticky notes and just write out everything that I'm not supposed to have. So I can put it up at work. Uh, where I can see it only. Because I don't want anybody asking me about it. And like I said, this has been on my spirit. Because one of the ladies at work brought like a whole box of chocolate. Chocolate covered macadamia nut cluster thingies, and she put them on my desk. And I said, "Nope, not today, Satan. Mm-mm, nope." And she's like, "You don't, you don't do chocolate." I said, "I, I'm not doing chocolate. Nope, give them to somebody else." 
But thank you, though, girl. I appreciate it. I really want to know what it's like to truly, like, sacrifice. Because, despite what people think, this has gone by pretty quickly. Like, it's almost the end of February. And March will be here, what, Sunday? And then spring, like, it's all moving very quickly. And I promised myself that I was going to wear less and start going out more in 2020. And I can't wear less if I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. So I got to knock these LBs down quickly before we get to shorts and you know sundress weather. Because I was thinking... Um, I know a lot of people with sick family members. Um, And that's also sparking some of this too. Um, Like I was saying about my friend's brother. Turns out he, he has cancer. And he went from having like a stomach flu to, or what he thought was a stomach flu, to colon cancer. And it spread to his liver. And they got to do a biopsy to see. And they removed, like, a third or either a third or two-thirds of his colon. Said it was, like, the size of a boa constrictor. And I was like, damn. And then I had another family member tell me that one of my dad's cousin, or sorry, big family tree, one of my dad's uncles, but, you know, they're close in age because, you know, you come from a really large family. Your your siblings' kids turn out to be as old as you because uh, of the age difference. Um He passed away from cancer yesterday. So that one was a gut punch. And they're talking about like a foot of snow. Um, So I don't even know if me and moms can drive down for the funeral. Whenever that will be, probably Saturday. So that hit like a ton of bricks. And like a... Somebody else I know has a family member that's um, was just recently diagnosed with cancer. It's just a lot, dude. It's a lot, and it just it's it's scary. And I'm sitting here with time and opportunity and resources. I'm not doing the necessary things to get my health in order when I can. Because, you know, it's not to the point where somebody's got to put a gun to my head. Like, it's just like, hey, this number's kind of high. You might want to do some stuff to get that down. Or, hey, this number's kind of high. 
Like, I'm at that stage. I don't want to get to the stage where, you know, the worst happens. And side note, a quick side note, um, or in addition to, so my friend with the brother that's, that's sick, I, I want to help and I don't know how, like, I don't even know if I can, but I, I know he can't talk about it the way he wants to or should especially on the phone and I uh, stupid snowstorm that we're gonna get this weekend or possibly get this weekend like I talked to him like on the sorry I talked to him like on the phone uh, Sunday, and I was like, I don't, you know, I know we're supposed to get some weather later in the week, but, you know, like, I, I want to just kind of go spend some time and just be like, hey, I know, like, I can't do something to cure your brother, but you need a just a small little sliver of a break between paying his bills and taking care of this and cooking dinner for the family and you know, going to the hospital and I'm like there's no you haven't had any time to just like chill like do something fun or not even fun fun, but just relaxing or so I'm I'm struggling with that because I want to help and I I can hear it in his voice and I can hear it in his tone I know this is eating him up inside and I'm like you know, you can send the text messages, you can text every day and say, hey, how's everything going? How's this? Any updates? And I know that's got to get on his nerves. But I I just want him to know that there's somebody who cares. Like, I'm not... I don't know how to word it. Like, I care about him. I've never met his brother I genuinely care about him. I've said, you know, prayers for him. But, like, you know how, I guess the best way to explain it is, like, I don't know this from personal experience, but, you know, you you get pregnant, you have a baby, and as soon as that baby's born, like, the mom gets kind of pushed to the side, and it's all about, like, oh, look at the baby, can I hold the baby? And rarely do people ask, like, how are you doing, girl? Do you need a massage? Do you want me to wash the kids so you can take a bath? Like, that rarely happens. And I feel like in this situation, that's kind of, sort of, a little bit like this. Like, he's doing all these things to take care of home and family and checking on this and going to the hospital and paying this and, you know, watching a dog and switching cars and all these things that... 
need to be done, and I'm glad he's here to do it, and, you know, taking over, and, you know, I quote-unquote being the man of the house, but that takes a toll, and I want to be there for him, and I don't know how to say that without it sounding cheesy or condescending, I don't know, or not condescending, but just, I don't know, I don't know, I I put it out there, and I just, I don't want to be a burden, like, I don't want him to feel bad for telling me no, but, like, I want him to, like, allow for, like, that to happen. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll come over and we'll go see a movie. We can go get some wings. This is before my Lent idea. Um, you know, we'll watch his game. You know, just stuff that you take for granted or stuff that you can't do because you're just, you know, your your spidey senses are all high and you're anticipating another phone call for another surgery or you got to go to the hospital or something. Or the doctor's calling, or the nurse is calling. It's just, it's so much in this month period. Like his brother's been in the hospital since a month ago yesterday. That's a lot to go from, you know, stomach pain to passing out or feeling faint and couldn't breathe. And then they took him to the hospital, and it's just, it's just been a whirlwind. And I can't do anything to fix his brother besides pray, and, but I feel like I can do something for my friend and be there and kind of help him take his mind off of it, you know, alleviate some of the, the tension and pressure, even just for a couple of hours or for a day or two. You know, you can't really get away from it. But you can hopefully get a small reprieve, I guess. But, so that's been on my spirit. I just need to get that off my chest because I, I really want to call, like, every day and be like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because it's the caregivers that tend to get neglected. And then they become ill because they're so stressed out. And I don't want that to happen. His brother's getting better, despite, you know, the diagnosis. But to go from not talking to talking and eating, that's progress, because it looked pretty grim there. But I just, I don't want him to stress himself out. And, you know, being a man and not really expressing your feelings, I don't want that to backfire. Because he doesn't have podcasts. Nor does he listen to this one. So, <laughs> and this is my way of getting my feelings out so I don't stress myself out. But, um, yeah, so we're going to work on our sacrifice. We're going to work on our Lent. We're giving up some things. We're giving up, huh, we're giving up giving up.
as always we finish every every episode with quotes quotes to reflect upon quotes to inspire quotes to motivate so tonight's theme has been lent and sacrifice so we're going to keep that theme going with the quotes so we have three quotes first quote the important thing is this to be ready at any moment to sacrifice what you are for what you could become and that quote is by charles dickens second quote you will come to know that what appears today to be a sacrifice will prove instead to be the greatest investment you'll ever make yes that one's by gordon hinckley and the last quote deep down you know exactly what you're capable of there's even been moments where you get a glimpse of all the potential you have you can get there you just have to be willing willing to sacrifice the habits things and situations that are standing in the way of your success and that's what this is all about that's all this is about tonight's episode today's episode the things that I'm giving up for Lent are things that I have latched onto as comfort or coping mechanisms and they're horrible coping mechanisms if I just liked them as regular food that'd be different but I lean on especially fried foods and soda I lean on those things as comfort and in turn those comforting things hurt me because you know it allows me to gain weight and so on and so forth so it's a snowball effect to them if I only ate them once in a while that'd be different but when that's your go-to all the time when things don't go well it's it turns bad or it has turned bad so in order for me to reverse that like like the last quote said I need to be willing to sacrifice the habits things and situations that are standing in the way of your success those things are standing in the way of my success and I gotta sacrifice in order to become what I've always wanted to be or even what I never thought I could be in all honesty I have to forge a new path I have to dream a new dream I'm not gonna be the first female NFL quarterback I'm not going to be a millionaire by 25. Those were my dreams when I was a kid. I have to dream a new dream. I have to set new goals. I can't fix the last 20 years of my life. I can't redo it, I guess I should say. I can't go back in time. If I could, ooh, Jesus, but I can't. But what I can do is create a life. Let's create a life. Period. The last decade or so 
This isn't the life I created. This is something I've fallen into. This is something I've allowed. But it's not the life that I wanna, that I created. On purpose, with intent. I built it that way, but not intentionally. And going forward, I need to create the life that I want, that I'm not sitting in 20 years or 10 years or even a year from now, looking back on it, wishing I had started. Like those Facebook on this day memory posts. If I post something today, I don't want to look back on it a year from now and go, man, it was such a good idea. I should have just, should have just kept going. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to keep looking back with regret. I want to look forward and build. So that's what I'm going to do. Look forward and build. And for 40 days, give or take, I'm going to sacrifice in order for me to build. We'll see what happens. So, remember to drink your water, call your loved ones, seriously, call your loved ones, call the family members that you haven't spoken to in a while, that you genuinely care about, but life happens and you don't talk to them very often. Call those people, text those people, let them know that you still care and think of them, because I was scrolling through my phone and I saw, I have him under uncle, but technically he's not my uncle, um... He's my dad's uncle, but I still have his phone number saved and I could hear his phone or I could hear his voice and I never called and now he's gone. So call your people, text your people, tell them how you feel, even if it's just like a hey, tell them. What do you want to sacrifice? ask yourself that what do you want to sacrifice in order to become something else remember to treat yourselves with love peace